You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but for many, it is merely fiction. Join our conversation as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit our website at betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be sitting with you again for our third in-person podcast. That may not be a big deal to the listener, but it's a big deal to us. Mm. Um, it is so rare for us to be sitting around the same table. In fact, I think on our website, it specifically says, um, this is not a pastors around a table show. <laughs> and yet here we are. Hey, you know what, though? I, this episode I, is I brought this to you dynamic, by the First though. Baptist Tupelo Youth Room. Yeah, that's right. Um, maybe this can become... Uh, a more regular reality, hopefully, because mm-hmm. it's it's far more organic when you're looking at people's faces. We need we need to. It's a whole different dynamic that we got to learn. I, like already, the listener doesn't know this, but like last episode, Nathan was like doing things with his hands <laughs> that I know. It's like well, the listener is being totally it lost on them. Something. <laughs> I'm I'm very bodily kinesthetic though. Everyone who knows me knows that. Like when I'm I'll on talk. a Sunday when I'm preaching, they know I'm not preaching by time. Well, kind of. But I'm really preaching by my step count on my Fitbit, and once I get those steps in, we're ra- we're landing the plane. We're wrapping up. Have you, have you ever had the experience? Because I'm acc- a mover. Uh, have you ever had the experience where you accidentally turned on a channel and you were listening to the uh, the the visually impaired assisted version, where there's like a person mm. describing what's ever happening on screen? Yeah, I've like, seen that. We're gonna, we're gonna have to have that. It's like. Uh, we we're talking about something. Nathan lifts his arms in the air in jubilation. Well, so, so one, one time uh, that can work against you, though. Uh, when I was in Meridian, and hey, First Baptist Meridian people, God bless you, love you. Uh, but when I was in Meridian, we did a live broadcast on television uh, every Sunday, and there was like the closed caption thing that went with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one Sunday, I did like an extended quote of Greek from New Testament. Uh, and the closed caption said pastor speaking in tongues. And so there were, there were you no know, Baptist church. There were, there were calls in the church office Monday morning. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, calls, we'll be talking about callbacks for sure. Cause we are still in Genesis 25. That's right. We're actually going to be in the exact same scripture we were last week. We're just really imagine going to, that. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. There's a reason we're on ep- episode, you know, 100, 28 what is this 120 yeah 128 it's so funny i, I referenced this a couple of weeks back genesis someone 25. said congratulations on getting halfway through genesis and i'm like well technically not until we finish chapter 25 yeah that's <laughs> that's right um oh, so this week there. though just for the purpose of rereading the text because some folks this may be your first episode you've ever listened to so welcome to the better than fiction welcome podcast. but for those purposes, uh, why don't we reread at least a little bit of what we're going to look at today? Gandalf, why don't you cover again for us Genesis 25, verses 24 mm. through 28? We did so well last week. It was so good. All right. This is Genesis 25, 24 through 28, as always, from the ESV. When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. 
Mm. So one of the things that we talked about last week is the meaning of the name Jacob and his deceiver supplanter. More literally, it just means heel grabber. Um, or another one, just cheater. Um, but it's it's a euphemism that we use. It's a to or that they used to just describe a deceiver a supplanter. But it's it's kind of like it's very or at least what I'm told, or at least it was taught to me when I was a child about like First Nations people, Native Americans, like that the dad would name the son based on the first thing he would walk out of the, you know, the the home place, the teepee or whatever, and see a sitting bull. It's like, all right, you're, you're be named. We talked about this bull. when you took me fishing. Matt took me fishing, and we had a delightful time. It was great. And, uh, and this was a big deal because my dad wouldn't take me fishing. Mm. And because dad... Dad doesn't have many things that relax him, and fishing is one of those things when he doesn't take his oldest son. And he said, son, if we hadn't been Native American, your name would have been Noise in the Boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So, and then all- Jacob, have I loved? Yeah, that, that's, that's right. But Esau's name means red, and the baby was- It was red. Red. So, so. so I got to say, like, most babies are red when they come out. This guy must have been and crimson. What? So? So what's? Yeah. Well, but well, and the part of that. This it's is, also it's like he came out like a fur coat. Like, yeah, he, came <laughs> he comes very, very here. And also, you know where the story it's is going. Cousin, it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just how hairy. Andrea and I have talked about this. Just how hairy was Esau? Because, like, for instance, in order to we going forward in the story, you probably already know it if you. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. But if you've read the Bible or been around, breathed around the Bible when Genesis was being taught, you know that in order to disguise himself as Esau later in the story, Jacob is going to wrap his arms in like goat skins with yeah. goat fur. Not like a hand, like, not a handful of straw, like yeah, goat skin. Goat skin with goat fur on it. Like, and goats are like very hairy. Like, and Isaac. The father, when he grabs Jacob's arms, totally buys it, which makes you think <laughs> just how this man is hairy. a walking shag carpet. It's <laughs> yeah. how hairy is Esau. I mean, they were either going to name him Esau or Alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but, uh, but anyway, we talked about Esau's name last week and Gandalf, like just a, a review, uh, what were some of the negative people that we've already talked about in the scripture that Esau we associated well, he's with? A, he's a great hunter, right? Like Nimrod, like Nimrod. He's a man mm. of the field, like Cain. Mm. He's got multiple wives, like, like Lamech. Like Lamech. Uh, we, I, for, I forgot. Skillful the, use of skillful use of the bow, of the like bow. like Ishmael. Ishmael. And then the, what's his name? Lubbock? What was it? Uh, Lamech has a son, Tubalcane, who Tubal makes. Yeah. Who makes metallurgy? It's the artifacts, and we talked about the metal. two Canaanite wives bringing maybe the ham thing into play. Yes, we Canaanite wives we and Lamech uh, there. So it's like it's all of the bad ones, you know. Uh, Esau, for some reason, they're compounded, you know, with them. And, and, and um, it's tempting to read that from a human perspective because this is again the bible's always more not less mm. but it, we're always trying to on the one hand affirm divine sovereignty god can choose and do as he wants but we really want a good human explanation for it mm. and so like if i'm okay jacob have i loved god chooses jacob 
it's really easy to listen to last week's episode and think to myself, well, of course he chose Jacob. Have you heard about Esau? Right. Yeah. So I, I want to say one other thing though, it, and we dealt with this in early episodes with all of these guys. It's what the Tower of Babel symbolized. It's what Cain building a city, going out on his own. Be a wanderer, build city. Yeah, exactly. It is. The, it's the idea of rather than receiving blessing, it's taking it yourself. It's I'm going to do this, and like, that's that's like kind Thanos. Of, I'll do it myself. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. will do it, and it's it's kind of it is kind of that will to power thing of. I see this better than God does, and I will act on it. You know, we were talking about the reference to Esau in Hebrews 12. Right. Uh, that's looking back. And we'll, we'll wait to unpack that, I guess, till we move forward in the story about Esau despising his birthright. And that's Jacob stealing the blessing. Next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the fact that he wanted a chance to undo it. <laughs> like after, you know, when the gravity of what happened sunk in for him. He couldn't find the chance to repent in the language of Hebrews 12. But does it... Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but he just... He has mm. he has remorse, and he, he's, mm. he wants to take action over it. Everybody knows that guy, like, for instance, that somebody says, hey, I can help you out and get you to the front of the line if you'd like my help. No, man, I, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's like... Uh, there was a friend of mine who was in need of a Next job. Next thing you know, he's connect, uh, collecting infinity stones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a friend of mine that man. that I that I knew, and I there was a relationship I had with a guy that, I, that he was wanting to work with that guy, and I said, "Hey, would you like me to put in a good word for you?" I mean, I know this guy. And he's like, "No, no, no, no." I, he said, "I couldn't do that." He said, "If I get it, I have to know that it's on my merit." And I remember saying, "Like, whoa!" I said. I know this guy. I'm his friend. He's not going to just do whatever I ask. I'm not, I'm just, no, he's like, no, I, I want no help whatsoever. If I can't take it myself, then I can't, couldn't live with myself. It's almost like the Esau is that. I am the captain of my soul. Oh, it's Invictus. Yeah. But, oh man, that is so, you know what Invictus is, the poem? Oh, well, that's what he was quoting. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Quote something from Lord of the Rings. It's scary beautiful. I read it in the, uh, well, I came across it most recently, Dr. Park's book on Job. We were talking a little mm. about Job last week. Uh, he, he goes there and he's like, yeah, Job wouldn't have agreed with that poem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the stuff, master of stuff can happen to you good that you had nothing to do with and stuff can happen to you bad that you can't explain. And then you have Jacob. Last week we introduced him. Yeah. Okay, so we saw, like from a human perspective, yeah, why, this is why he wouldn't pick Esau. So, so what's so good about Jacob? Yeah, exactly. Because, but Esau, just like all those who came before him, just like in a lot of ways, patterned after the Nephilim, who were men of renown, men of the name, men of the name, mm. meaning I'm going to make a name for myself. And yet, because that's, I mean, God to Abraham, I will make your name great. I'm going to make your it's name. The, it's that. Yeah. Mm. And it's almost like Esau is like, man. It's not going to be Abraham's name. Mm. It's, it's going to be Esau's name. I'm going to make my name great. I'm going to accomplish these great things. It's the whole Nimrod thing. It's the, gosh, oh my goodness, all these things connect. You don't build a gigantic tower just because. It's interesting you say that because it, it ends up not being Abraham's name. Abraham's the patriarch, but it ends up being Jacob's name, Israel. The quiet man. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned, you know, this is not the point today, but this is kind of a little bit, this is tangential to the point, which is kind of my role on this show. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, but you mentioned Job was a quiet man. One of the ironies about Job is, you know, his friends that show up and do all sorts of damage. I, I like to say this, the, the height of Job's uh, suffering is not his trauma. It's the, the responses to his trauma um, of what God allows of him. It's how people respond to that that intensifies his suffering uh, mm. rather than reduces it. Um, but his friends show up, and at the end of uh, chapter two, they show up, and they're actually ministering to him because they're sitting there quietly for seven days. For seven it's days. It's when they open their mouths that they do real damage. Um, and we're we're not a culture as a whole that values the potential strength and silence and quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe there's more to it than yeah. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So that is that is very very interesting. But how? We do need to say something. We do need to say something is that just because the man be quiet <laughs> does not mean schemer without complication. So I was at a funeral this weekend. Um, a man that I served with in ministry when I first started out 20 years ago, Dr. Billy Thomas. He has a son, Scott Thomas, and a grandson, Scott Thomas the second, and a great-grandson, Scott Thomas the third. But Scott Thomas the second is a friend of mine uh, who is pastored here in Mississippi right now. He's in Alabama. And uh, his dad, Scott Thomas, uh, has also been a pastor in Mississippi and I love all those men. But the patriarch, Billy, the guy I worked with, was a police officer before he ever went into the ministry. And uh, they were recounting at the funeral this week of what dad used to do when he had to go clean out a bar fight. I'm, I'm feeling like listeners can't see you, but I'm, I'm getting a Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt vibe right now. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> speak softly, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, brother Billy, Billy, his name was Billy Ray Thomas. In Did you say Billy club? Yeah, 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 right? yeah, that's, that's right. But, um, anyway, love brother Billy, but anyway, Billy, when he was a, um, police officer, this would have been back in the sixties in Jackson, Mississippi. If there was a, a disturbance at the bar, he later recalled to his sons, like this is how you clean that act up. You, you walk in and you speak softly, but you immediately use that moment to identify, like, who is the loudest, most boisterous, most out-of-control person there. And then you go full billy cub, full force, knock him square in the nose, knock him down on the ground. And once you knock him down on the ground, you're pretty much done. Like, everybody else is like, whoa, he just took out the most rambunctious one. The fight's going to die down. He said, but there were always, he said, sons, there was always that one in the back. The one in the shadows, the one that you couldn't see his face fully. He was sitting over in the corner, not saying a word while all of this was going on in this fight. And he said, son, that's always the instigator. You don't call him out. You pull your gun on him if you're breaking the bar fight. And it was interesting because it kind of plays into our story here today. I I like the, it made me think of, uh, it falls into like, I call it the TNT movies file in my brain. Yeah. All these movies that I didn't see in theaters or yeah. on DVD. Sylvester Stallone's they were, just about everything. Yeah, that's how I saw Shawshank Redemption. Like yeah. it, it was going to be on TNT every Saturday afternoon. Uh, and Swordfish is one of these movies, a John Travolta movie. Mm-hmm. And there's this one scene. He's he's kind of like an he's the antagonist in the movie, but it's it's more complicated than that. John Travolta's character. And at one point, he says to the protagonist, played by Hugh Jackman, "I like you, but don't mistake kindness for weakness." Mm. <laughs> and just because someone's quiet doesn't mean nothing's going on mm. right and that's that's jacob he's a schemer mm. uh and he's the protagonist of the story too he's well yeah it, god it, is the protagonist no. <laughs> <laughs> oh he went there no i'm kidding but I'm indeed kidding. Yeah, but, to your but purposes, in this yes. specific story yes 
But but what's interesting is is like let's just think about this just a second. Our guy that's just been called blameless is also called cheater, mm-hmm. hill grabber. Like Gandalf, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean it, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's it's not like um, we'll get there, but it's not like he 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 tricks Esau, right? And it's not right. like it's not presented like oh this was something God told him to do or something like no he just straight up tri- he's a schemer, right? Um, so like it's one of those things that actually people have a lot of trouble with the Bible on is especially when it comes to the Old Testament and we look at the character flaws of the characters. And it's it it's one of those things of, wait a second, these guys can't be really of God because they did all of it. Jacob can't really be a good guy. He had all these right women it, trouble, and then Solomon had all these wives, and then Abraham was cheating people, and like blah, blah. and had a concubine and oh yeah, that, wife. yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's right. There, there's you know these can't there is back an, to the infamous ugly concubines episode. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> But there is something that we need to be reminded of. We went earlier in Genesis last week. We need to be reminded of something that we kind of blew past a little bit, but Which is impossible. It's so it's ironic. kind of hard to imagine that we blew past anything fast in Genesis 8. This is like that DreamWorks picture, Turbo, which is about a really fast snail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. That, that was, was a good episode. Movie. Oh yeah, we did the we did have we, a turbo, we episode. Did a turbo episode, and we blew right by something in Genesis eight. Tell us, that's right? So in Genesis eight, you remember Noah gets off the boat, and he builds a an altar. 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 Oh, and the smell. Mm. Yeah. I, by the way, I was very lovingly corrected. Uh, it's funny when you first get married. Uh, or I'm sorry, God's humbled me. This may not apply to everyone, but it, it applies to Nathan Van Horn. When I first got married, I tried to be right all the time. Fifteen years in, I'm like, "You're wrong a lot," and so it's it's really helped me in other areas of life. If I'm wrong, I'm like, "Yeah, eh, I'm wrong all the time." You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, you, you, yeah, I'll 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 sweat it off, learn from it, try better next time because God is gracious. Uh, one time I was teaching on Noah, and I was I was making a point. I had an arc to make about how uh, how uh, even though the flood punished sin, it didn't solve the problem of sin. And I said. Mm-hmm. The first thing Noah does when he gets off the boat is plants a vineyard and gets drunk. I was like, this is the guy God's going to work through. And someone lovingly corrected me. It's such, And they're so tender and humble about it. And I said, actually, Pastor, the first thing he does is build an altar and worship. Oh. Yeah. But it was, and it was such, I was, I was like brought low and raised up at the same moment. because they, they were so kind about That's it. That's beautiful. Uh, and it captures something, right? Yeah. So Genesis 8.20 says this, Noah built an altar to the Lord. By the way, this is the second thing Noah builds. The first mm. is the, the the boat. Yeah, man. Why didn't we talk about that? Or maybe we did, and I just don't remember it. Listener, remind us by going to our website. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> we talk about that this is the second I, thing that Noah builds? I don't know that we focused on that. Man, there is something. We need there is to, always more. We need to slow down and take our time. <laughs> yeah. Ben, Ben. Really, really getting out of hand. <laughs> That's right. But, all right, then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. 
neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I've done. So Gandalf, when you hear that, what does it sound like God is, even though we know God knows everything, we're seeing his thoughts revealed to us here in this text. What does it sound like that is occurring to God, even though we know nothing? God already knows this. It's just articulated. Man's not going to change. That's right. We've got a big problem. This is what I've got. This, this I know we talked about this in a previous episode. It makes me think of the Tom Hanks movie, The Road to Perdition, mm. uh, where he is trying to avenge the man who killed his wife and one of his sons. And unfortunately, the man he's trying to kill is his mob boss's son. And at one point, he meets with the mob boss's son, played by Paul. I mean, the mob boss, whose son he's trying to kill, uh, the mob boss is played by Paul Newman. And he says, the mob boss is trying to talk him out of it. Don't don't pursue this course of action. And Tom Hanks says, he killed Annie and Peter. And uh, Paul Newman says, Michael, open your eyes. There are only murderers in this room. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's. It's very tempting for us to look at the Bible through our lenses and to try to find ways to describe uh, and and understand as much as we can the ways of God, but we can never know them in their fullness. It's it's easy to say, oh, well, clearly that's why he didn't use Esau, but he does use Jacob. But he does use, <laughs> so it's interesting, uh, we were talking and he knows what he's doing. earlier about something else, and Gandalf was talking about if, you know, supposedly... You know, AI hacks some, maybe it's not AI, maybe it's just some super hackers one day, hacks all of us and reveals every digital detail about every single person in the world. Immediately, we're all tempted to panic and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, everything that is just uh, out there on a, about each of us digitally, all unfiltered, there it is, could be embarrassing. Everybody immediately thinks of what's the world going to know about me, forgetting that, what was your point, Gandalf? We're we're all that bad. We are all that like it's what's the world we don't know about everybody. Everybody mm. everybody's in a panic. And but, God really is that good. Yeah. The uh, and that and that's that's part of the point. God knows those details and still chooses to not abort the original mission. I, I love the the first John three language, and this we'll have confidence before Him that even when our hearts condemn us, and literally in Greek kata yunosko, they know down on us, they know against us. God is greater than our hearts. And he knows all things. In other words, God has knowledge of the things about us that we let ourselves forget because we don't want to factor it into our psychological profile of ourselves. And God chooses not to condemn us in Christ. So when Caitlin was with us a few weeks ago, she talked about that movie that I love, the Heath Ledger film, A Knight's Tale. You remember that? Did she talk about a nice tale? Was it she did that, that in recording? Her, or that was, was her changing your stars? It, uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, that worked. Why did we not explore yeah. that art? Caitlin, we failed you. I'm so sorry. Unsubscribe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. So, but at the towards the end of that movie, you remember it's like Will. What was the guy's name? Um, uh, Oric von Lichtenstein was his. Ulrich, yeah, his. It was his. And but it was was it Will Will Tur- Will Tanner Will Tanner or. Something Will like Turner that. is from Pirates. Of the I was going to say that's from Pirates. <laughs> Bootstrap I'm, I'm, Bill. We're yeah, mixing. Uh, we're mixing stories. Uh, but but essentially, it was it was just a commonplace name, and he's put in the stocks because he stole the identity of a nobleman. And William Thatcher, sorry. William Thatcher, Thatcher, that's it. He's put in the stocks publicly, and he, people are throwing vegetables at him and tomatoes and all of that until until the prince comes and says, "Listen, we've done some genealogical 
uh, excavation on this guy, and we found a noble line going back to King Arthur. And by the way, because my genealogists found it, they're it's beyond. Above, it's above reproach. Yeah, yeah he says they're beyond you, the word he uses. It's beyond contestation. I love it. It's so good. That's the gospel. Uh, but so it's one of those things that, yeah, this person may be really flawed. This person may be an Auric von, maybe Jacob is an Auric von Lichtenstein. He is a Will Thatcher. Maybe he is a fake. Maybe he is a phony. And we're going to see that kind of played out. But nonetheless. Yeah, but, but before that, uh, Isaac's going to do the same thing Abraham did. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this, uh, I, in other words, it's easy when you're looking at Esau and uh, Jacob side to side, which ones he going to pick and why. But hey, Isaac was flawed. Abraham was flawed. That's the only type of people God has to work with until God comes as a They're person. They're all flawed. That's it's, it. It's turtles all the way down. It's <laughs> turtles. And it, man, it, it takes me back to John chapter two, the end of John chapter two. Oh, There's yeah, such man. They were entrusting themselves to Jesus, but he would not entrust himself to them because he knew, knew what was what in a man. Was, was in man. He he knew what was in. New, he knows what we are. I'm thinking of Psalm 103. He knows we're dust. He knows we're dust. As a, a friend of mine in Florida says. But the dust is not the listen, refrain of Psalm 103. Is, the refrain of Psalm 03 is something much more beautiful. Yes. But what, a friend of mine in Florida will remind me. He'll say, uh, hey, listen, the, the only reason it hurts so bad when you, you mess up is because you have such a high of opinion of yourself in the first place. Mm. We all assume that heroes do exist. And God does have heroes, but all of his heroes have character flaws. I, I had a friend, and I've shared this with you. I had a deeply insightful friend. He's much smarter than I am. And uh, he said, it sounds like you wouldn't struggle with self-loathing on that if you didn't struggle on self-aggrandizement going into it. <laughs> Which is a, a different way of saying exactly. So God is going to use this heel grabber. And it's... It, so, like, for instance, it's very American to use the humble story, humble origin. But this is not humble origin. This is flawed character to be the hero in a lot of ways. This and is Loki becoming Thor. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, this, this is. Or Captain America. One yeah, of the two. We, we struggle with this one. We struggle with this kind of. Uh, thought and, and stuff but, like but that. again the biblical arc is um and this is going back to god choosing is not just god playing favorites on the basis of god is <laughs> god is not picking the less flawed person they're both flawed That's but right. it's but but god's, god's it's, not, not, it's not like god why did you use jacob he said have you seen esau yeah <laughs> but 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 it's it's this is the this is this is the whole point of the blessed to be a blessing yeah it's not that God is redeeming the trickster. It's through the trickster, God's going to redeem a lot of people. Yeah, God's going to, through the trickster, bring a redeemer for the trickster himself. Jesus, yeah, God, yeah. Um, Jesus saves Abraham. Jesus saves Jacob. It's, it's the redemption of all these things and, and all these people. And that is, man, that is just what is so beautiful because the, it seems like the only time our secular world today obsesses over people within the religious spectrum are when somebody really screws up and they say, look at what a bunch of fakes and phonies and there are. Hey, I'm not denying that there aren't fakes and phonies. I'm not denying that 
that being a fake or a phony is not in some ways a part of every Christian's life. If you think I'm terrible now, you should have seen me before God got a hold of me. Well, but but it's the other thing. It's just like, uh, so, so who, who would you rather Christians be made up of? So you show me the people who aren't fakes and phonies, and then, like, part. It's just this. It's the Genesis eight thing, man. God knows what we are, and He has chosen, and He made us from dust knows we're dust so it's not going to stop him from working with dust so it's it's god knows what we are he still does his work amen and amen amen indeed and listener i'm trying to think of a segue and i can't think of one if you want if to, you don't want to be less in the dust if you don't want to be oh, left, <laughs> I was going to say, if you want to be part of this podcast that will still be going after you've become dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is why Gandalf has this job. Well, listener, yeah. if you want to. Our AI versions of us are going to finish. That's a great idea. I'll get on that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, Carry listener, the uh, they're going too fast. It's not them. It's it's AI. <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, I would urge you to uh, like and subscribe um, on the chance that we actually do make it all the way through Revelation. I think Nathan calculated it once. It's, well, what are it's we gonna? Yeah. We're gonna be like in our eighties, something like that. But uh, we'll, we'll get Give there. Or take. But um, if you want to join us in that journey, please like and subscribe to the podcast, and we'll be back every Tuesday morning with another 30 minutes discussing this grand narrative from the Bible. Until then, see you next or I about to say see you next time. It's Matt's thing. That's okay. I'll just say and, whatever you want. <laughs> Until then, have a good week. And see you next time. Shalom.